yeah, I need somebody. Not just anybody. Can you please... Please help me? Let's go! Maybe you can drive my car! Welcome to Paul Nothing, the place to get all of your Paul all of the time. Join me, your host Sam Wiles, as we discover the history, the music, and the man behind it all, Paul McCartney. To get in contact with the show, email us at paulmccartneypod at gmail.com. Hello, 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 and welcome to a very special episode indeed of Paul or Nothing, the place to get all of your Paul all of the time. I am, of course, your host, Sam Wiles, and I have to start with an apology. Okay, I'm sorry. I really, really am sorry. Where the fuck have I been? Uh, I don't know, really. I've got a new job. I'm exercising a little more. The Paul is Dead episode is taking forever and ever and ever, and that should actually be out in the very near future. Uh, I've been seeing friends that I haven't seen for fucking years. Oh, and yeah, I've just been really lazy with the podcast. I'm really sorry. I mean, fuck, right? I was producing more episodes of this show in the ensuing months after my partner of three years dumped my ass, so I, I don't really have any excuse why I haven't been putting out the episodes, but obviously, as many of the diehards of this show will know, when there has been a lull in the episode output, there will normally be a slew, an absolute flood gate opening of episodes in the near future and that is also true for this period of time as well however this episode this specific episode was not planned at all i did not know that i was going to be making this episode at all it's a bit on the fly and i'm very excited for it this show has had lulls before and episodes like this will always come along and ignite that little podcasting spark up inside me once more. And what has spurred me to such levels of animation? What possibly could bring me out of my slumber? Why? It could only mean a new fucking Paul McCartney release! Yes, in fact, during the entirety of this podcast, outside of reissues and re-releases and little snippets of live footage here and there, we have not had any new Paul McCartney content to discuss. And in a move that is entirely out of character for this show, I thought a slightly speedier response with an accompanying badass thumbnail would be in order. I've never had new Paul McCartney music to talk about, folks, so I personally don't know how I'm going to be handling it either. But hey, we'll see where this goes. But before we jump in, we've just got a little bit of housekeeping to do before we can move on with the jubilations, as it were. Obviously, you can check out the show on YouTube and Facebook simply by typing in Paul or nothing. Find us on Twitter. That is the best way to get in contact with the show and me personally and to keep up to date with all of our little ins and outs. That's at McCartney Pod. I want to hear your McCartney stories as well. One of the things I want to build on, on the show is a bit of a dialogue between the, between the listener and me. One of my favourite aspects of McCartney is how people actually got into him, especially if you weren't around for the Beatles. I love how people may have, in their own unique way, have become addicted to Paul in the manner that we all have. Also, if you have anything to say about any episode, any upcoming release, any music that I've discussed, any reviews that you may not agree with, please drop me an email at paulmccartneypod at gmail.com. 
That's paulbacodypod at gmail.com. If you want to help support the show, you can find us on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash McCartneyPod. That's the best way if you want to see the show expand, if you want to see the show grow, if you want to see us expand and experiment with new content and just to help keep the lights running on the show. That is the best way for you to do so in a small way or in a large way. And last but certainly not least, you can check out the blog. I've actually been doing um, quite a bit of work on the blog recently, doing a, a couple of nice articles for it, where I'm basically ranking everything that Wings ever did. Yes, unfortunately, we are leaving the Wings era on this show now. So I thought the best way to do it would be to pointlessly rank everything that they've ever done in their entire oeuvre. And that is up on the blog now, which is... which is, And that is up on the blog now for your viewing pleasure... I might, might make it into an episode in the future, who knows. And you can find that at www.paulmccartneypod.wordpress.com. That's www.paulmccartneypod.wordpress.com. Oh, and secondly, last but secondly not least, also please, if you can spare five minutes, find us on iTunes, find us on any of your podcasting apps, and leave us a five-star review or the equivalent nice double-thumbs-up review. Thank you very much. And that is the housekeeping over. Moving on. For about a year now, there's been a constant but ever-present hemming, humming and whoring and buzzing about the internet and various musical publications, clamouring and speculating about the next Paul McCartney release in his discography. What would it be about? What would it sound be? Who will feature on it? Who will produce it? Will he have Ringo on it? (coughs) Etc, etc. And I must admit, I'm not sure whether it was a, a genuine surprise release or whether I was just out of the loop and not paying attention, but I remember seeing something late, uh, in the evening of June 19th about the album being released on September 7th and then by the time I got home from a double shift on the 20th there were apparently two brand new brand new Paul McCartney songs that had just been released and were freely available to listen to and sample on Paul McCartney's YouTube page. Now whilst I personally may have been caught off guard with my trousers around my ankle with these songs the release as a whole was not in entirely without warning. McCartney's Instagram page had completely wiped off all of its content a few weeks ago and ever since they've been drip feeding various cryptic symbolic aloof imagery as well as shots of Paul with various instruments and this obviously stirred the pot enough for a pretty high level of hype for an upcoming release and I know initially I was kind of hoping for something brilliant uh, in the way that, that all optimists do. I don't want to see Paul fail. I don't want to see Paul put out bad music. I love the man. I love his music. I love what he's been doing for us for the past 50 years. So, of course, I'm a little bit biased. I do a Paul McCartney podcast. Obviously, if the album's fantastic, that's going to be great for the show as well. If the album's pretty medi- mediocre, that's probably going to be the worst outcome. So if it's not going to be good, you better hope it's going to be bad. But it'll be interesting to see what my guest, who I'll be introducing later, will have to say on expectations for this album. Not that the two singles that we're going to talk about today would indicate anything close to uh, what kind of album I was probably expecting. You know, this album is slated to have uh, a variety of styles and themes, love songs, a tune about Trump and an epic orchestral close. So it's all pretty standard stuff, really. Nothing too off the wall. This isn't going to be another electric arguments or anything. This is just going to be a Paul McCartney album by a 76-year-old Paul McCartney who's been moving in a general direction that we've kind of been seeing for several years now. 
Paul posted some of his thoughts about the upcoming album on his website quite recently actually where he essentially explains the title and where the album comes from. He says, I like the words Egypt Station. It reminded me of the albums that we used to make. Egypt Station starts off at the station and the first song and then each song is like a different station. So it gave us some idea to base all the songs around that. I think it's like a, a dream location that the music emanates from. And in an interview with the music publication DIY, he continued his tradition of basically tying everything he's ever going to make into the Beatles in order to drum up publicity. And he said the following. I, I, I actually can't believe he said this, but... I was listening to this program last night, and I thought about Penny Lane, and I thought about how it was just one piano that I played, but it turns out it's eight. We were goofing around like that, and it inspires you so that you think you can go anywhere. It's still going to sound like a piano, but sonically you can play with it. Sergeant Pepper was a big influence. How insightful, Paul. Thank you very much. I mean, to the listener out there in the world, not, you know, going into spoilers or anything, but did you feel Sergeant Pepper was being evoked when you listened to I Don't Know and Come On To Me? Well, we're going to find out now, really, aren't we? Now, this is all pretty new kind of virginal territory for us here on the show. As many of you belated fans know, the process in which these episodes could come out can you know, sometimes even be weeks in the making. But in an effort to ride current trends and maybe go even a little bit viral, comparatively anyway, we'll be doing this one on the fly. The same will apply, obviously, to the inevitable full album review of Egypt Station 2018, which is released on September the 11th, which is right around my birthday. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. But I'm not going to be reviewing this one on my own. No, I'm going to have someone who's going to help me temper my more raw emotive state in this uh, turbulent time. Uh, the last time you heard his voice he was discussing the highs and occasional lows of McCartney 2 and his many things. He's a talented guitarist, poet, host of such podcasts as Battle at Resume, Who Watches the Watchmen, Alpha Metallica and of course Down in the Hole which he co-hosted with me all those years ago. Please welcome back good friend of the, of the show and my true confidant Mr. Tom Quay. Welcome back my friend. How are you? Don't go chasing polar bears in the great unknown. Some big friendly polar bear might want to take you home. Sam, how's it going? It's very, very fitting that you've mentioned that because I'll be going back to that certain song later because mm. you've you, you've made a certain statement about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I can't I can't imagine that there are all too many battle rap fans who are also Paul McCartney fans. But this isn't the only podcast you are doing today. You you're doing a bit of a, a Friday Beast session, so. Yeah. We will crack on and, you know, we'll try and rein it in in general on this show. The big question, though, before we dive into the two new Paul McCartney releases, um, have you have you indulged in the latest McCartney media? Have you seen James Corden's carpool karaoke? Or uh, Yeah, you know, it went, it went live. I'd seen the trailer a few days ago and obviously very oh. excited. Also, selfishly, because I went to uni in Liverpool. I'm familiar with Liverpool. I know that you went to the, the Philharmonic, the Phil, as John Lennon used to refer to. I think John Lennon's seat is still in that bar. Um, yeah, it's an awesome place, just opposite the actual Philharmonic Hall in Liverpool. Incredible venue. Um, so, yeah, I haven't seen it, though, unfortunately. Uh, I think it just came out about an hour or so before recording this early on this Friday morning. So Yeah, it literally did just come out. You were... Uh, you were posted a, a link and i was very for, fortunate enough to see that but do, seriously it is a cringe fest from from oh, wow from start to finish like i i physically like winced and spasmed throughout it like and i'm not gonna lie this sounds really harsh but like seeing james corden lead paul mccartney around liverpool take mccartney to his family home make him do a card version of the rooftop gig in a uh, local pub yeah, yeah, like or yeah. singing you know the songs of his life it almost made it look like james corden was paul mccartney's son and mccartney had got like massive bouts of dementia 
yeah? Wow. And Cordfist, like, trying to jog his memory to, like, bring him back, like, fucking <laughs> Awakenings or some shit. Oh and, like, dude, the whole show's, like, a bastard version of the great VH1 storytellers, basically. Yeah. And then, and then like, Paul gets on to, like, let it be, and I'm like, ooh, I wonder if he's gonna do the story about how his mum came... Oh, yeah, oh, his mum came to him in a, in a dream. It's like, Paul, you've got one anecdote for each song, and you, you just roll it off because you're a, a real showman. It's really hollow. And then James Corden has to sing along to Come On To Me. Oh, well, does well, he? <laughs> one of the songs that we're going to be dis- uh, discussing later. And, like, he did clearly, he, he's looking off camera onto his phone <laughs> at lyrics. I saw it twice. James oh Corden, you could, you could tweet me back. Well, a lot of the song is... So I guess that stuff would come easy to him. But... And then, like, like uh, just seeing James Corden going, something, something, doing temptation. And then, like, he was like, yes, I got that bit right. He couldn't even sing Hey Jude at one point. It was oh, wow. quite good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he, he nails the musical numbers, so. Yeah, I mean, like, Paul Paul can sing well one-on-one in a car, but yeah. may, maybe not so much in a studio. Kind of kind of le- leading up to that statement, have you listened to much of any of his last release? Did, did you listen to much of New? Were you aware of New back in 2013? I was aware of New. Uh, I admired the art cover. I think yeah, the art definitely. cover was very intelligent, very striking, and sort of influenced the sound for me, like this sort of post-Tracy Emon, Emin, neon, artificial sort of candy gloss, and I listened to a few tracks that you recommended, and... Paul always makes the wrong decisions in songs. Um, like, there's a song called Save Us that has quite a, quite, a, quite a drama to it in places. But there's certain moments in songs, and it happens quite often with Paul, where he'll go up a note or the chorus goes in a certain mood, and it just shatters the whole for me. So, yeah, I didn't mind this. And I found that um, New and, what was it, Queenie Eye? Uh, I think Queenie Eye is fun. Queenie Eye is fine. It, it shares the DNA with... Um, you know come on to me and it shares a dna with so many paul mccartney songs that are sort of on rails to a certain extent like nobody knows off mccartney 2 they're just these prefabricated bluesy rock numbers you know the the vocal melodies and catch on each other like a chinese box just repeating himself as these cones these mantras it's a little drab i don't know it's a little stock yeah and would it be fair to say that, you know, you, you've, you've kind of got a more or less a general grasp of the outline of Macca's career over the last yeah. say, couple of decades? You know, you're aware of Flaming Pie, uh, mm-hmm. Curse of Creation in the Backyard. Oh, yeah. And like I say, if you had to plot a graph of the quality of Paul's voice and music with the Y axis representing uh, voice and music and X representing time... D- is that a, a line that's going downwards at all? At all for you? Because uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I, I would, I would actually, I prefer McCartney two over the Wings era. So I suppose okay. the graph would be a huge spike for Ram, which I do think is his best work. I don't, obviously don't know him as well as you, but through yeah, you, yeah. and I also do, uh, you know, love Paul McCartney and the Beatles. We discuss this on on other episodes, but yeah, I wouldn't say it would go down. I don't really know Wings that well, but like you know, yeah. we won't talk about the Wings over America debacle on this yeah. episode where um, I sort of was so critical that it corrupted the very audio file i don't quite know how that happened but uh but yeah well, and then he goes up for mccartney too which i really like of course like uh, kind of the general consensus in the community now is that the albums have kind of lost that that spark where half of it is at least half decent and now it is just this this kind of factory thing like you say and mm. we're going to talk about expectations in this in this episode briefly as well and how you can manage that and i don't know how how I'm going to take Egypt Station, really. Um, I mean, what do you think of the title, Egypt Station? What sort of images and sounds are, are evoked for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's um, I much prefer the artwork with knowing the title 
because it's kind of quite clever as a pyramid as antenna and I quite like the simplistic image and it almost looks like a sun and, and railways going into distance so it has that sort of station connotation as well with it but yeah if you heard the title I would imagine something almost colonial or, or something like mm. that some sort of rich uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Alan Moore tapestry but seeing this it kind of has that effort because it has the travel stickers on the front Egypt station it's yeah it's fine I like that it's quite memorable at least I don't think it rolls off the tongue no. nicely enough Egypt station it's it's a bit no. clunky for me I think the artwork's personally a terrible hodgepodge of old Cod McCartney pagan imagery right. like, and, and, like and, and, and it's like oh no it's just well A it's clearly and this is the same with both videos because both music videos are essentially just moving infographics of this album cover with the lyrics printed on the screen and with those videos and this cover it's clear that Paul does want to show his face now because he looks like an old owl granny and it's 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 just sad to see these these kind of generic uninspired images adorning his work when you know why why not have him in black and white in you know stark lighting or something just just have something johnny cash him maybe johnny cash it up yeah yeah it's a a good solemn i want solemn paul yeah well like that happy that that paul's not gonna happen and it's like paul like obviously you're gonna do a, a, a tour with this and it's a tour that we're gonna probably end up having to fucking see it on because you know, oh, if, he, if he goes anywhere in England and maybe anywhere in Europe really I'm willing to travel just to see him yeah. and we, we're gonna have to, have to see this tour and it's already gonna have to be chock-a-bock for, you know three hours full of songs from his past repertoire anyway and now it's gonna have to be with at least these two songs at least these two plus another two three four maybe from the album yeah and it's like oh no why is this gotta be the paul mccartney tour that i the host of paul or nothing have to see <laughs> be grateful <laughs> yeah. be grateful you're seeing this man like... why aren't i alive during wings <laughs> over america <laughs> when he comes out of that giant pyramid at the start of the show you'll be applauding with everyone else that pyramid man that was so appealing to the paul is dead illuminati imagery conspiratorialists mm. and obviously my my paul or nothing episode is my fucking apocalypse now of episodes it's forever, taking yeah. so fucking long so fucking long and look i think it kind of goes without saying in in, in, in terms of what i feel about these two songs not going too much into, into spoilers and what i'm going to feel about this album what i'm expected to feel about this album we come from a down in the hole background mm. i remember in those earliest days when you, you know we were kind of laying out the manifesto of like you know we're not going to wank this guy off that's kind of carried through to everything that you've kind of done anything that i've kind of done really and that's fine and honestly i'm not looking forward to this album now i'm kind of sad i'm kind of dejected i'm not looking forward to it at all it was meant to come out four days after my birthday and i was going to book the day off and go buy it and everything i might just listen to it on spotify now and then just review it that way it's it's gonna be a bit limp it's gonna be a bit it's going to be like seeing a, an old relative in hospital. It's just going to be sad. Like, well, let's um, let's get into "Come On to Me." which starts with the chugging, the sort of the heartbeat, beat pulse, the clatter. The problem to me here initially is the instrumentation. You can hear what sounds like a piano um, beneath the chords, which I noticed on New as well. Paul likes his piano lines leading the melody. And to me, that gifts a sense of lethargy to the song. It doesn't feel very direct. It doesn't breathe. It feels quite stuffed. 
and the piano pauses as well if you listen to it it doesn't chug along it keeps stopping and that again just trips me up when I'm listening to it and all in all the intro I think is quite bland really and <laughs> the lyrics are the lyrics like Paul's answer to like post Weinstein era like me too era like did you come on to me will I come on to you it's are the me, operative words yeah dude I mean like is look. this the guy who said she's just 17 you know what I mean like Look, the central concept of the song is where it falls flat on its face, and the very central core idea of your song is a pretty fucking pathetic place to hit a snag, really, because the result that we're left with is a song that should have been broken down and completely rebuilt from the ground up as a different, completely rock track, in my opinion. Yeah. Because, and, and, you know, what is this central conceit? You know, uh, I hear people ask. And it basically is this 76 virile vegan pot smoker coming on to women. He's like, you know, come on to me, I'll come on to you. I don't want him coming on to people literally, physically, chemically, mm. or spiritually, really. And it, just just the idea of Macca hitting on any, uh, you know, a, a lady, young, old, or middle-aged, is just a little unsettling. I, 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 I took it as Nancy, though. I took it as kind of directed to her. Like, really? Because the lyrics are them meeting. It's him meeting a woman and stealing away. And I, I, I don't know, maybe not, but her grabbing her coat. And I like the progression as well because it begins with, will I come on to you? And then with the confidence that builds, if you come on to me, then I'll come on to you. And that is quite a sexy thing to say, isn't it? That assurance that if you make a move, he will receive. Okay, I know it's vegan potty <laughs> pool. Like, calm down, mate. But it is still, you. it is still like, you know, it's quite an endearing, intimate way to end the song. It's just a shame that musically uh, it hasn't really got any think like this is the guy who wrote fucking golden slumbers and it's just i don't know it feels like paul's spirit has been put into a computer like phoebe waller bridge in solo and like there's just the paul algorithm and it just shoots out paul songs and this is number 10 billion it doesn't feel like he's doing anything new you've literally just stolen my best analogy for wow. the other song that 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 <laughs> we are about to talk about but seriously i know exactly what you mean it feels it feels like paul has been hit by one of those dementors from harry potter 3 just like none of none of his life force is there anymore and like he's just this this husk of an artist that i that i'm now interested in like you know when trump first came into office and people were like maybe he's gonna do things so bad at first that it's like a weird uh, meta tactic to like make his future achievements look good by comparison and I'm, I'm just hoping that songs like come on to me are like that it's it, you know it's some part of a weird marketing strategy to like lower my expectations to such a to such a fucking bedrock that that you know when egypt station does come out and there is the song about trump and there is the the epic closer the epic orchestral closer that's been added advertised and stuff like that maybe i'll i'll leave with a slight you know grin on my face but you know if we just went by come on to me i would not be excited at all you know this doesn't feel like a, a double a side this that it claims to be it's no. definitely not not even a b side like he, he's already given this this you know irreverently old hat piano style single from like you know a 900 year old man and now he hearing something a little more livelier with a little more marquee value obviously would be a little more appealing and it just falls flat on its face but you know when the song has the fake ending at the end and then yeah. paul's like he's like come on come on or whatever it is he says he says uh, yes i will yes i will like <laughs> poor sod sounds out of breath on that <laughs> he sounds more out of breath than at the end of wings over america he's, and that the, was like he's a, in the a, middle of the abbey road right now music and rather like in the way that we can work it out and penny lane you know have their equal their equal b-sides come on to me has an equally shite other side as well which is called <laughs> i don't know
and <laughs> I'm in my room. I've just got back from work. I've smoked a few beers. I'm sat with YouTube. It's sat. That tab is open. It's just loading. And when those opening piano notes start playing from I don't know, there's a semblance that it was about to actually fucking go somewhere, and it had all the initial signs of that sort of soft touch, steady hand McCartney melody, and I was quite comfortable with entertaining the notion that Paul could pull it out of the bag one last time with a with like a, a proper piano ballad, and then he starts to sing. And like the moment that world weary, weakened beyond repair vocal performance enters the like the track mix, I literally I just lose lose all faith in this production's ability to deliver music that I would. I know it sounds kind of harsh, but would actually want to listen to. And you know, it sounds kind of hyperbolic, but music, possibly more so than any other art, you may agree, you may disagree, can be broken down into things that you do like and things that you don't. And I was taken quite aback by how certain I was in my own conviction that I did in fact not like what I was listening to at all. What's worse is that is that highly morphed tech no modulated voice that swings wang with Paul what it does is tease me with thinking that Egypt Station could have gone possibly into a more McCartney 2 fireman twin freaks ish direction and it's really obviously not going to do that is it and look Tom sometimes it's okay for me to hate on something if I love it and it's not okay for someone else I know to do it and you know my love for Paul McCartney is no exception so you know with a heavy heart I ask you what did you think of I don't know despise it as much as you did really I, I, I disliked it but I did I think because you're so well versed in Macca and you really know him at his best that you can see that this is a bit of a duff one yeah I didn't like the opening piano to be honest with you I felt it felt very um I don't know Christian infomercial-esque it, it didn't really feel <laughs> uh sincere anyway to me the song itself when he begins to sing the way that it, the way that sort of the guitar and vocals close around each other it's very intimate remind me a little bit of say a Coldplay or a Frey or one of those sort of indie bands and it has that again it has that yeah. unnecessary listen to this verse again I've only listened to this song you know maybe 10 or so times so it's not sunk in too much over the last 24 hours but I always remember in the verse of this song Paul's voice just goes somewhere else in the scale it goes slightly different he takes a chance and it doesn't work for me it's not catchy it's not interesting it's kind of irritating uh, yeah didn't dig this song the piano that comes at the end as well gives it this syrupy faux grandness that I you know find quite stullifying oh man it's, it is sad to see him here and what makes matters worse for this song is it, it, it does have a palpably laughable set of lyrics obviously you are the Paul McCartney rhyming couplets inspiration when you ragged on waterfalls and obviously this song is chock-a-block with that same kind of bog standard patterns and predictable rhyming and my analogy was if you were a scientist and you were creating an AI machine to synthesize and write a Paul McCartney song this is what it would sound like you know yeah, the lyrics are pretty shoddy and they and the opening line and the way Paul sings it actually didn't make me laugh I was like I got close up my window <laughs> dogs up my doll <laughs> it, it was a bit weighty wasn't it yeah yeah I, yeah. <laughs> I could take anymore it was so poor and I was like oh no this is it this is it like oh no I I, was, I, I don't know what I was expecting. I really don't. And like, what, what, was I really expecting another McCartney 2 and another Ram? If I was, my fucking idiot. Because this song has very few positives. I mean, the basic phrase, I don't know, is slightly catchy and has a certain ring to it. That's about it. Um, but it, it, for me, it, it's just so strange that the entire lyric of the song seems to be directly appealing to cynical 20-somethings who buy music like you and me. And, you know, he's, he's giving us this tripe music and he's begging us to answer for him, what is he doing wrong? And it's like, mm. oh, Paul, you're putting out bad music. That's what you're doing wrong. Wow. And, and you, I know you don't know. 
because you probably <laughs> you've been surrounded by yes men for fifty years. The only, the, the only people who are going to buy this single are the are the same as the people who are going to go see the new Han Solo film. They are the built-in fans who are going to buy anything that the franchise puts out, regardless of quality. Right. I'm probably going to buy Egypt Station because it'll have been my birthday, and I'll have a bit of spare cash, obviously. So mm. fuck it, I'll buy it. But it's not going to be a, a valuable purchase at, 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 at all, and I, I don't see these songs or this album winning over any new fans whatsoever. It's quite pathetic, really. And <laughs> just before we uh, started this one, obviously, I was uh, I was thinking about you and Waterfalls and McCartney too. And you actually were just uh, in a, a brief dialogue with our friend and fellow podcaster oh. Morris Pazinski on Facebook. Legend. Uh, and you said, and I quote, that neither of these songs were that bad. And I was actually quite looking forward to um, he- hearing you sing these songs' praises. But thank. Thankfully, <gasps> the hate grew. The hate grew on re-listens. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, you haven't been too good because one of the cornerstones of, of this show actually is how Paul McCartney's songs grow on you with right. multiple listens and how he plays the long game. And I was like, maybe that's kind of run out of steam now. Maybe he should have come out with something really catchy and a hard day's nighty just to kind of. You know, I mean, look, we shouldn't expect anything. We should be grateful that he's putting out music and touring. You know, um, should we? Should we? Um, there, yeah. do, there, there is a part of me that's like, if I was writing the screenplay right now, uh, I kind of would have liked it to have ended with new. It's a nice album thematically to end on as well, and it seems to be like that's where the last sparks of quality was. And you know, going back to Morris, you know, this isn't as good as Curse and Creation in the Backyard, where no. he was in his fifties and early sixties and creating brilliant content. Um, Morris did like these two songs, and you know, I'm glad that he could take that kind of grassy knoll scale bullet on my behalf because you know, I, I don't feel anything close to the same wavelength as that ninety-seven year old Australian man but (laughs) like I I don't see any merit in these songs whatsoever like (laughs) I I, I was really quite shocked it was stunning how not good they were it was stunning like I was like oh okay like who let him release this like you you know in that publishing firm like basically harangued Harper Lee while she was in her 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 dementia state towards the end of her life tragically and they got her to release Ghost Setter Watchman this is this is McCartney's Ghost Setter Watchman oh my god oh my god no, I hated it. I was really upset. And besides me kind of going, I've got crows out my window to make myself laugh in a kind of Rob Brydon fashion, there was nothing for me to garner from these songs. I'm really sorry. I was really upset. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's much much to uh, really say more than that. Luckily, Tom, when we go and see him, we'll have Let Me Roll It. And we'll also have these two songs as well. And I'll be able to look at your face for all three of these songs and just see you go, yeah, well, at least we bought some beers with us. We'll just drink a beer during, during, this, during this segment. No, I'm going to queue up and get a, a pyramid theme mug from the merch stand. Ozzy <laughs> Mandias over here. Fucking uh, Macca. But yeah, these songs, nothing too much to write home about. Great what to, is that? No, <gasps> but you know, great to come on the show again. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of this show and shout out all the people listening. Uh, email in to the, comment below. You know, let us know what you thought about these tracks. They're going to be listened to. They're going to be quite popular inevitably, as you say, that baked-in fan base. But, um, mm. yeah, I'll have to come on in the future. I think we're going to do one of the Fireman stuff, we said, Electric definitely, Arguments. Definitely, we're going, to, yeah. we're going to do that one. Yeah. And maybe possibly the, 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 the uh, Twin Freaks, which I do want you to check out. I do want you to yeah, listen to. Yeah, yeah, I'll listen to that. I'll listen to that, definitely, man. But um, it's been a pleasure, bro. 
Yeah, dude. Um, closing statements. This really wasn't anything that would fit fit on a McCartney two or a Ram. Is God, it? No, uh, no. It did kind of flirt with some idealistic Renaissance esque ideals, but you know, I, I've obviously been the fool on the hill, and this is going to be a downward spiral that 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 sees this podcast I'm and my listen career. To it, though I've got to listen oh, no, to no. it now because you know oh, I've got the taster. So. Dude, I'm a content creator. You've seen fucking don't flop collapse over you know, oh. which is a big battle battle bleed, collapse over over the last year this is this is going to be my collapse of don't flop okay <laughs> thanks for putting into terms i'm going to understand um, um dude go I, check I, out our mccartney 2 episode everyone listening as well that was a really good episode Yes, it really was. It really was. It's one of my favourites. Look, we. I know you've actually got many, many podcasts to do today. You are the Joe Rogan of, of working class British podcast. <laughs> Take care, man. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, for bro. Coming. Yes, Tom is a very busy man. He has to shoot off. But yeah, closing statements about these two songs. Um, I think I've pretty much said everything I need to say. I think you've all garnered quite clearly right now that I am not happy with these releases. I know it may sound hyperbolic, it may sound like I am drumming up a crazy YouTube reaction to draw up views and create something viral, but it's really not that. I really am quite upset and distraught with this. Like I did laugh when I heard Paul start to sing in both of these songs. That's not a good sign. I've listened to each one at least 20 times now and nothing is sinking in in the way that even the worst songs from Red Rose Speedway and London Town did for me. There's, there's just a a lack of affection that I feel towards these songs that's that's quite troubling for me and on Paul or Nothing I've, I've set out to create this kind of A to B storyline that starts at the end of the Beatles and will continue to the end of Paul's musical career and it's just a shame that it's it's going to have to go towards Egypt Station and that's going to be possibly the final destination that the train stops at and for Paul to get off at Egypt Station would, at this point in time, seem to be a misstep for the overall narrative for me, and it's going to spoil the movie that I want to write. Preferably, Paul would have ended with Chaos and Creation in the backyard and just left it at that and possibly done cover albums and live albums, but here we are. If this is the best that Paul can do for a double A-side at this point, folks, I really don't know what we're supposed to think. Like This is a, this is a sad day, to quote Tom from the last day of sixth form and it is just a time where i don't know what to believe i don't know what's real now i don't know what yes men okayed this thing for paul i don't know how they allowed it to be released i don't know what vanity paul is paul is feeding at this point i don't know if he feels like he needs to write these songs for nancy or something paul you really don't i think it's time to hang up the hat with this i really am um just 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 to book note this episode um this is a podcast made by a massive paul mccartney fan if you can't tell and i make this for paul mccartney fans and i really don't want there to be any bad blood out there between me and the fan base uh, you know i love paul with all my life i've i've dedicated so much time to writing about him doing the blog and making this podcast and making sure it's up to date and factual and accurate and that it comes from the heart from me also and that is the double-edged sword and unfortunately at this point this is just one of those moments where i don't like the content and it's not just me hating on him because he's old or because it, it, it's his new stuff let's just look at this objectively folks this isn't a hagiography i come from down in the hole it's not very good it's just not very good Thank you very much for listening to Paul or Nothing, folks. I've been your host, Sam Wiles. It's been fantastic to get a fucking episode out for you. Ah, oh, this has been like a purging of emotion. I feel so glad to get this out for you today. I hope you've enjoyed it. 
please let me know your thoughts in the comments below on the Facebook on the YouTube or send us in an email to paulbacartneypod at gmail.com let me know about what you thought about Paul McCartney's double A side release for Egypt Station what are your thoughts on I don't know and come on to me did you like them do you agree with me do you feel like this could be possibly one of the worst releases he's put out or have I missed something please let me know if there is some merit that I have let slip through my net this has been Paul or Nothing Paul is Dead should be out next I believe the whole schedule's changed recently uh, still working on Tug of War as well I'll be updating you thusly thank you very much folks peace and love peace and love play us out Denny <laughs>